That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hello, Shire folk. I just wanted to record a quick note at the top of this episode, which is that we recorded this before the untimely death of Chadwick Boseman. Um, we do talk about Black Panther in this episode, um, and I just wanted to make a note, and I know the other halflings did as well, uh, to say what an incredible person he was and what a profound impact uh, he has had in all of our lives. I don't think it's hyperbole to say that he had a inspirational impact on an entire generation, uh, multiple generations, I think, uh, to show young black uh, girls and boys all around the world that we can be heroes, that we can uh, rise up and uh, take everything that we are owed. And so from the bottom of my heart, um, my prayers and my thoughts are with uh, Chadwick's family during this incredibly difficult time. And I hope that you, uh, that our listeners, will do the same in extending your thoughts and prayers to them. Uh, so thank you very much, Chadwick, um, for all that you did for us. You're an incredible person, uh, and you will always provide me with probably the best cinematic, cinema-going experience of my life when I jumped out of my chair to celebrate uh, you putting on that mask for the first time. So, rest in power, my king. Wakanda forever. Let's get on with the show. Hello, halflings! Uh, we are back with another episode for you today. As always, I am Jasper William Cartwright. I am joined by Leandro Nati Lewis now, but everybody calls me Unati. And Jeremy Cobb. But uh, some, I'm actually, I'm not sure. I might be running out of names. <laughs> make them up. Uh, make them up. Okay. Uh, have I said Cobbmeister yet? No. no you okay. Have some people. That's a real one. Some people call me Cobbmeister. Nice. Yes. Uh, and like this is three black halflings. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! You will come to terms with your own weakness. Old prince vibe. Focus Ooh. on your task. Yeah. Just shut your mouth. No one is in. You think this is just a game? But suffer and learn. <laughs> this makes them even more black. We're about to get into something real big now. And we are here. How is everyone doing today? Uh, we've had a really exciting week in the world of the three black halflings lots of things are happening which is really really cool um so yeah. uh, nati nati how are you doing how's the riches are the are the coffers still full oh oh okay i'm just gonna lean in yeah the coffers are really full <laughs> <laughs> she's finally gonna just tell the people the truth she's finally owning it like she owns everything else Mm-hmm. <laughs> Opulence! Yes. Um, yeah, no. I- I'm good. I'm good. I've had a really good week. How about you guys? Uh, yeah, Jeremy? Yeah, I am well. I am well. It has been a good week for me as well. Yeah, it has been a good week. I had a very yeah. fun session last night, which was... Uh... Yeah, I was in that. You were in that. You were in that. Uh, we, I think it was, it was a, it was a, a yet another adventure into Dennis Colspring Industries and me as the DM <laughs> suddenly having to work out how... Uh, the world of business works. Um, so, uh, let's start off with the table from the table. I believe Jeremy has, has something for us this week. Yes. Uh, go ahead. 
All right. So uh, this is not so much a specific tale, but a uh, but it's a general tale of a campaign that I run with mm. two of my best friends from high school. Uh, oh. Still, two of my best friends today. Uh, one of whom uh, is I think both of whom have listened to the show. But one of whom is one of the biggest fans of this show. Uh, shout is out this... to Taylor. Yeah, my buddy. Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, massive shout out to Taylor. He was actually breaking news. He was our first ever follower on Twitter. <laughs> I found that out after you asked Jeremy the other day. He is our first ever follower on Twitter, wow. and he literally likes and reposts everything. Everything. So massive he shout out to best. Taylor. Uh, he's a great man, and uh, a good man is hard to find. So um, he yeah. and my other friend uh, are in a game uh, that I play. I, I DM. Uh, it's in a noir setting Ooh. in a version, a fantasy version of, I believe, 1948 New York. Uh, in mm-hmm. this version, all of the names have been changed. So instead of New York, it's called New Bradford. Uh, instead Ooh. of America, it's called Cortesia. Uh, <laughs> so we just, we basically just, I think, because uh, I think Bradford is a place near York. I can't remember. Or it's yep. either that or it's a city in that area. And uh, Cortez is obviously a very famous explorer uh, in the Americas. Uh, And uh, it's this, they had neither of them had ever played D and D before. Um, But it has been a real joy getting to play with them Uh, in particular, discovering just how them discovering just how overpowered some of their abilities are uh, in combat. (laughs) Um, So, so Taylor (laughs) plays, Taylor plays an Irish immigrant. Uh, he's a Kalashtar and he's a paladin. And his, his backstory is that he's this gigantic man. He's like six foot six, I think. Uh, just huge. Uh, and he, he's a professional baseball player. He's one of the best professional baseball players in the world. Uh, and he's just recently been traded, uh, from the Lincoln Blue Boots, aka the Boston Red Sox, to the New Bradford Minutemen, aka the New York Yankees. And, uh, in his, as part of his paladin, uh, mission, he's started to fight crime at night. And he goes out dressed in all black, carrying a huge baseball bat with barbed wire wrapped around it and throwing baseballs at people. And he calls himself Bane. Uh, and he's also got a tremendous mustache. I would be remiss if I did not mention the tremendous mustache. mustache. That sounds incredible. Yeah. And on his very first night, he discovered some gang activity going on by the docks. And so when he got involved, uh, one of the little goblins ran over to attack him and he threw a baseball at him, but his strength is so high that he killed the goblin with a baseball. He just, and the goblin, he was hoping to subdue him, but the goblin just, and he was like, oh no. Uh, and it turned into utter carnage. Uh, there were four dead people by the end of it. Um, and the other, the other player, uh, was also there. He was, he was kind of, he'd gone, he works at the docks. So he was there on trying to, trying to meet his friend. Uh, other character's name is Sergio, uh, Sergithar, full name, but Sergio. Uh, and Mm. he is an Eladrin elf from Italy. And he, he was there, uh, to meet his friend Shad and got involved. And his friend Shad showed up, attacked Bane, uh, knocked him out. And so in retaliation, he hit Shad with a monkey wrench rolled a natural 20 and uh partially disemboweled shad 
so, so <laughs> Chad ended up in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Monk uh, wrenches, yeah. guys. Best weapon in D&D. Confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a reskinned longsword. Oh, nice. So, nice. Yeah. Uh, the, the most ridiculous one was uh, basically a boss fight. Uh, and Bane critted on a smite against this huge bugbear named Desperate Dalton. I think he even threw in another smite on top of it. And in one hit, Desperate Dalton was a shadow on the ground. Wow. That was that was all that was left. Wow. It was, was basically an explosion wow. of light. Yeah, and it was all over. That's so, incredible. Um, I also really hope that you're like fully committing to the mechanics of sport as well, because I really want to see a paladin playing baseball. We like, fully are. Awesome. We have full-on games. He rolls athletics checks. There's t- roles for the other team. There's roles for his teammates. Oh, okay, uh, this is, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. That's... Like, I need to play that. I think that would combine my two like biggest loves, like sport and D&D. That would be incredible. Like, <laughs> yeah. Th- th- and all of, he's there's actual cameos from actual New York Yankees players at the time. Amazing. So, oh, like, Joe, amazing. Joe DiMaggio is Josephus DiMartino. Yogi Berra is uh, Yogias the Bear Beraya, who f- ran afoul of some people in like a dispute and got polymorphed permanently into a bear. Uh, so he's just a bear now. Uh, still allowed to play because you know there's no rule a bear can't play baseball. Yeah, yeah. So he's still, he's still a catcher. Uh, stuff yeah, like that. Amazing. Yeah, fun time. Also, that's that's, a really, that's yeah. really amazing. Um, I. This is a side note, but it actually takes us quite nicely into our topic for this week. Uh, I always remember in Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy X was like my 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 dream. I loved that game with a passion when I was younger. Um, yeah. And I remember I literally spent hours playing Blitzball. I loved it so much. I got to like the top of the mm. league tables, which was not easy, by the way. Like the amount of effort they put into creating that Blitzball <laughs> is like incredible. <laughs> like players have like form and there's like other teams Whoa. who you can like go out and like meet in the world and like it is how much they put is, is it like a full league? yeah yeah yeah. there's a full league and then there's like sub it's like it's like a proper like um if i remember it right someone will probably correct me but if i remember it right it's a bit like a nfl where there's like a east and west and then you come together in like a another like oh yeah best of league same with mlb yeah mlb has the national league in the american so, yeah league. basically like same as that and like so they they put so much effort into it and i was like this feels really specific for like nerds who really really love sport because i feel like there's a lot of nerds that <laughs> like sport but don't like love wow. sports you know and i was like this feels like really specifically for me and i love it <laughs> um that's amazing it was so cool honestly I one of my favorite cartoons yeah. as a kid was Galactic Football, but that's a whole another discussion. Anyway, uh, this week we are actually going to be discussing pop culture. Uh, we thought that it would be quite cool to discuss uh, stuff like TV shows and films, uh, as well as our discussions a lot, uh, with uh, Dungeons and Dragons, because uh, it all kind of ties in. And the reason why the needle is hard to move on Dungeons and Dragons is because the needle isn't moving elsewhere as quickly as perhaps we'd like it to be. So, I think all of these conversations are uh, happening simultaneously, which for obviously really, really good reasons. Um, and we kind of had the idea for this episode when Jeremy, you pointed out the um, an episode of Community had been removed yes uh advanced dungeons and dragons yes. the first of the D episodes it's from season two uh, i can't remember it might be episode 11 uh it's yeah. from the second half of season two it's after abed's uncontrollable christmas but i should say uh removed from netflix yes it's been removed and i think it was removed i don't know if community was still on hulu but i think it was removed from every streaming platform that carries the show wow wow um uh 
because specifically of a joke that occurs towards the beginning of the episode in which the character of uh, Ben Chang, Senor Chang, uh, is cosplaying as a drow, uh, which essentially means that he has covered his entire body in black paint uh, and is wearing elf ears and a white hair wig. And, of course, to somebody who hasn't played D&D before, it just straight up looks like he's in blackface. And it's acknowledged uh, within the, in the episode as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shirley, or I think the first mention of it, Shirley is like, are we just going to ignore this hate crime? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and then he exp- he explains that he's like, I'm a drow. And, and then later on, Pierce literally calls him blackface. Mm. Uh, Pierce Hawthorne, he's like, I attack, I attack blackface. And then he dies. Then uh, yes, Chang dies and leaves. It's very sad. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But this is, yeah, as we, it, it sparked a really interesting conversation for us because we were saying how, as members of the D&D community, uh, as we've discussed on many times on this show, how problematic the drow uh, are. And they're slowly getting better, but there's there's definitely still issues there. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. With the fact that the, we felt like, or at least I felt like, that, that D&D was making a social commentary with this particular joke uh, in the way it does with a lot of yeah. jokes. Um and it was mm-hmm. very self referential and Chang even goes a ways to exp- like almost explaining the fact that it, it the, the drow are problematic and it was very much picked for a reason because they were drawing attention to the fact it was problematic so it felt yeah. like a bit of an odd choice for me that they choose they chose to take, yeah! it, take it down um yeah. yeah yeah I mean I I can I, I definitely second that um uh I guess because of like the recent resurgence of the BLM movement, even though it didn't really like go away, yeah. things have been problematic for a while. But because of like this kind of, <laughs> we've yeah, been here the whole, been here the whole time. <laughs> um, but but because of this kind of quote unquote resurgence, um, I think everybody is kind of like trying to like pa- like backpedal and panda and do everything they possibly can. Mm. And like, thank you very much for removing the episode from a community that that was actually pointing out something that was flawed. Yeah. Um, thanks very much for that empty gesture, but. Can we please arrest the murderers of Brianna Taylor? That is the thing we are yep. wanting. Can, yep. can we defund the yep. police? Yep. That is what we wanted. We didn't ask for anybody to take down episodes from community. Yeah. We didn't yes. ask for any brown ladies to yeah. re- be removed from syrup bottles. Yep. We just want you yeah. to defund the police. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this is exactly it. It's about misreading these kind of social moments. And and I kind of I understand yeah. I can understand the desire to want to gonna get things right and to not offend people but i think that there's a real i think we won't realize that like we within uh the sort of gaming and tv and whatever world of we're very good at being kind of very like self-flagellating and being a bit like no no no, no we like, have to be perfect all the time and like i think we can't we struggle to acknowledge mistakes in a nuanced way quite often it gets into yeah. a screaming match where something yeah. like community can definitely get taken blown up as like well i can't believe that this episode is still on netflix you know what i mean i can understand where that conversation mm-hmm. came from i just i mean like i do understand sure like how how you can be kind of enraged by that maybe um maybe. But it's like then you then you've missed the point yes. like do you not know do you not know how satire works mm-hmm. or comedy i'm i'm confused and, this, like, and i think is i think the problem is is that if you remove that episode then why why aren't you removing all like the gay jokes that uh, piers makes uh yeah uh, and actually there's an episode where pierce dresses up as it's i think he, it's a parody of uh, johnny carson's swami yeah. character and like tans yeah. his skin it's very openly acknowledged as being inappropriate mm-hmm. on the show. 
because Pierce is an old racist dude. But they, it, that's literally, I think that episode, Pierce in that costume is the uh, the image that you see on wow. Netflix when you wow. look at that yeah, episode. Well, I of all shows to target as well. I think that was the really the one thing that really mm, confused yeah. me because from TV in that era now honestly, Community is one of the most diverse shows, certainly American sitcoms that yeah. you're likely to yeah. see. Yeah. In that uh, a third of the main cast was uh was black. And in fact, well if you count Chang and I think more than a third mm. um was was not white. It, it was always much more progress. Like, it, oh no, no, plus Abed, I forgot about Danny Pudi. Yep. Literally, yeah. half of the study group was yep. like half of the main characters yeah. of the show were not white, Non-white. and it, yep. it would it often dealt with uh, those people's experiences. Not not constantly, but from time to time, it would deal with those people's experiences as not white, as like as people of color in a mostly white world. And mm-hmm. it would yeah. it would deal also it made fun of white people's attempts to try and be inoffensive, uh, such as with the <laughs> school's mascot, the human being. Yeah, the, the human uh, being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I think I think it's just it, actually chilling. It's it, even even a show like that. It is possible for a show like that to mess up, but I don't think that mm. that's an example of it yes. happening. I completely agree. Yeah. Because uh, because and, and this is what I was going to say. Uh, stay, we were st- staying on the topic is that. Uh, I wonder whether we've become so obsessed with like the context of everything that it, I like that if we somehow we feel like if we don't have context for something we can't have a nuanced discussion about it, which is kind of where we're at in like a Twitter age and whatever that we live in. It, it, like nuanced conversations about like knee jerk reactions are never they're never really forthcoming. Like people mm. react to stuff in a very uh, like a hundred percent way, and don't leave much room for discussion. And so I think yeah. that the concern is, and this is, I mean, again, this is me trying to put myself in the mind of someone who I don't understand. Um, the concern is because there's no context for that, because there's no context for people uh, who don't watch D and or don't play D and D, knowing that the prowess is problema- problematic, that they think, oh, people won't know that they're making a commentary. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, mm. and I think that that's a really dangerous place to be in because, like, we can't be, we can't have comedy if we're always going to be obsessed with, like, explaining the full context of a situation or, you know. Yeah, I know. I mean, but also, like, on that, but, like, that's that's individual personal labor. Like, mm. do you, like, do the work. Like, mm. educate yourself. If you don't know what the drow is, Google will sort it for you. So go on to Google and yep. Google drow mm-hmm. and then you'll, and then you'll understand the context. But that's, that's on individuals mm-hmm. is, is what I'm saying. If, if, okay, like, if, I'm going to expect somebody to do the emotional labor and the intellectual labor of learning about African history, then, you know, um, or like engaging with, um, you know, like slave traders, statues that need to be pulled down. Fine. If I'm going to expect that, then I, I, it should also be expected of me to go out there and research what this thing is mm. very briefly. Mm, mm, mm. Like, like we all, we all have a personal responsibility to educate ourselves. Absolutely. And, yeah. I, and I think more, moreover as well, Netflix have if you're like if you're buying a show with all of its episodes and you're and you're or, or like uh, or, or you are community itself, like be prepared to to you know if you've made a decision to make a social commentary or whatever, you've put a piece of art out into the world, you yeah. know, be prepared that people might push back on it and be okay either living with it or having to explain it. Like that's kind of yeah. the do you know what I mean? Like if you're putting something out into the world for people to consume, people are paying their money to consume it, they're going to they're going to yeah. share their opinion. Obviously yeah. you don't engage with like trolls, but like be prepared yeah. that people might say, "Oh, what about this?" and then you can explain 
no, no, no. Hey, if you actually do some research on the drow, so, like you know, like you said, go away, educate yeah. yourself. Yeah, 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 for sure. And it's they give the, the it, they give context for it even, even in, the in the episode. episode. I think yeah. that's what really the fact that he it's very clearly he, he is a fan of Dungeons and Dragons from the from mm-hmm. just the way they depict him in the episode. Yeah. And he says, "I'm a drow." Like he expl- I think he even says, "I'm a dark elf." In addition to saying that he's a drow, I can't remember. Yeah. but like it's. That because I had never played D anD D when that episode came out, so I didn't know what that was. But then upon hearing him say what it was, I was like, "Huh?" Okay. And then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, okay, okay, yeah." yeah I mean, like I was, I was, I was, I've been trying to like learn all of the Forgotten Realms lore because I'm a nerd. Um, so I was watching a video. <laughs> in case you we noticed. all are here. Um, we all are here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> let's be yeah. real. Yeah, let's you could real. call the show Three Black Nerds. Yeah, it still works. Yeah, so like and obviously i was just i was kind of like you know like doing some like stuff in the kitchen whatever and just listening to it in the background and i kind of caught an image and it was like three people dressed up as drow three white people dressed up as drow in full blackface and i was like well you see that's when it's problematic mm. like yeah like, like that's when it's like mm, i know you want to dress up as drow at this renaissance fair but like did you look at yourself in the mirror before you left the house <laughs> like oh, like yeah. did you yeah. How did you get? How did you get to this event? Because if you're on public transport, yeah, like, I'm worried for you. Oh, you know I'm actually I mean? worried. Yeah, for I'm you. worried like, for genuinely. you more than anything. More than I'm offended, I'm worried for you. <laughs> did you did, did you drive yeah. there? Are you okay? Are you still alive? Yeah, are you still with us? Like <laughs> they were. That's the last known photograph. Of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I think if you if you take a moment and just look at yourself in the mirror quickly and go, mm, if I step outside, am I going to get slapped in the face? Mm, mm. And if yeah. the answer is yes, then take it off. And like this, yeah, and exactly. And there's examples <laughs> across the spectrum with that as well. That is yeah. not just like about black facing. It's about so yeah. many different things that we just like go, do you know what? Like for going out in a public event, maybe even at home, maybe just you just don't need to do yeah. it. You know, there's plenty yeah. of options. Mm-hmm. And this is also the thing. There's so many options. You know, like you guys, you like we've there's so many yeah. pick things that you could dress up as. So many. <laughs> There's so many. Why do you have to do? Like, (laughs) you could be a goblin. Goblins are green. Yeah. No humans. No humans are green that I'm aware of. Yeah. Uh, I. Mm? You know, like you could be an orc. You could be a hobgoblin. Hobgoblins are red. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like bright red and furry. I don't know. Dragonborn. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely. I I do think it's interesting, though, because I don't know if you noticed, but I feel like a lot of, like, the fan art and things I've seen now of Drow, they're definitely pushing more towards, like, like, actual, like, a genuine purple in skin tone, Mm -hmm. which I do think Mm -hmm. is potentially slightly interesting. Like, I feel like there's a movement away from what was very kind of, like, charcoal, like, dark clearly black yeah. skin it's yeah. very much like, like yeah. a, a purple iridescent kind of quality like to it like a, there's a lot of the the, the like like yeah. the newer artwork they feature in the books and stuff so um yeah. maybe just or gray yeah, a lot or, of times you see a yeah. lot of gray but you know. maybe if you're some really ashy drought. Yeah, yeah, need some moisturizer. Mo- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get your shea butter out. Girl. Get your shea butter. Get your shea butter. Um, <laughs> shea butter by Lolf. Yeah, that's another thing as well. Like we need to, we need to like someone needs to homebrew some shea butter for for D and D. Like we will never be truly equal in the world of D and D if there is Part not the- shea butter available butter. and cocoa butter available 
everywhere in yeah. the, in the realm. It's in the it's in the explorers pack. Coconut, yes, in every pack. Coconut oil. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, a, a hair pick, all that. Like it needs all of that all stuff. Of that. Um, you need like some moringa oil for your edges, <laughs> like. They have to be laid. We're gonna we're gonna have to homebrew a a black explorers pack now for (laughs) your TV or something. (laughs) We're gonna have to put some shea butter and stuff. That's so funny. That's That's really really funny. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. So. uh, so yeah, I think we've got we had a few other examples of a few other pop culture Mm. things that I think we wanted Mm. to throw out. Um, Yeah. uh, Because I know. I don't know. Did you want to dive in, uh, Inati? Um, oh yeah, yeah. So um, so uh, there's been a little bit of like hubbub on the internet lately. Really? About <laughs> an yes, about an Asian actor named Peter um Shinkoda in um Daredevil, um because what happened is I think his character got cut from the series, mm. and also um a lot of the sort of um Asian st- story arcs were also kind of cut from the show. Sure. Um because um one of the Marvel bosses um Jeff Loeb. Love? I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, that. Jeff Loeb. Jeff... A really good comic writer, yeah. actually. He's written some really good comics. Okay, cool. Awesome. Jeff Loeb said that pe- said, said, um, people wouldn't be a- interested in Asian people. Wow. I mean, check out the box office for Crazy yeah. Rich Asians. I mean, uh, like, yeah. shut your mouth. I'm it's in the name. In, you know. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I was just very confused by that. I'm just like, what do you... I mean... <laughs> People have been saying this thing for a while, like you can't like sell a big motion picture with, you know, like an African American lead or an Asian lead or, you know, or even an African um, African lead. lead. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Or even like an African African lead. But I'm just like, um, but did you not see how we broke the box office with Black? Yeah, like are we Uh, ignoring this? Like, are we are we are we ignoring Toni Morrison's Oscar-winning Beloved? Yeah. Are we like are we? Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, that was directed by a white dude as well, which is kind of like a bit weird. But fine, whatever. Yeah, yeah, because Denzel and Idris they got no pulling power at all at like, all yeah. like at all nobody yeah, no. ever wants no. to watch Will Smith more like Will yeah Hulu. yeah exactly Do you know what Viola mean? Like, boring am I right Wait, like no I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like where are you? Where are you getting this crazy idea from? And are you yeah. like? I don't understand. Like you're still throwing up, throwing out the same tired concept. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really strange to me. It's really strange because there's clearly a thirst from the whole all audiences to engage with material <laughs> that we haven't seen before. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. why Black yeah. Panther did so well. Is because we were suddenly going. What's all this music? What's all this, like, what's the way these people are dressing? What's this, you know, uh, what's this, this, Mm -hmm. like, society? (laughs) It's like... We broke him! It literally... (laughs) I feel like you were about to launch into what is this? What is it? uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas? (laughs) Yeah. What is Oh my god, I'm gonna have to try (laughs) and... I'm gonna have to... We have to parody uh, what's this with Wakanda now. (laughs) (laughs) With Jack Skeleton turning up to Wakanda, like, what is this? Just holding up some, like, jerk chicken or something. Like, what is this? Um, uh, but no, yeah. I think also, with uh, in the case of Daredevil, mm. when, you, uh, when you pull away the Asian st- uh, people's storylines, what you're left with is white Matt Murdock fighting armies of faceless Asian people. Mm, yeah. And just defeating them uh one after another yeah. and they're just they're just enemies that's all they are they're just an we evil don't force want yeah. senseless uh, villains any longer i cannot explain it's this 
boring. I cannot explain this to you anymore. Actually, this is quite an interesting thing, which might serve your point, Jeremy. I recently uh, got a new job, which is very exciting. And as a part of that job, I've been analyzing uh, the how images perform, like how like audiences look at images on like uh, streaming platforms and uh, how they uh, receive them. And actually, it's been they. Uh, I think it's Netflix proved that when you show polarizing characters, so like the villains, kind of unquote, mm-hmm. of the story, people genuinely engage with the topic more often. And I think that mm-hmm. like. That is something we found so much recently. Mm-hmm. You look at Killmonger, Loki, Thanos. Mm. Like, these are the villains that we yeah. care about now. And th- I think these are the successes of those shows. Like, and if you give us two-dimensional um, villains, it's boring. I think that's one of the reasons mm. why, like, for me, I lost interest with the Defenders quite quickly. Like, that that kind of... Like, I really mm. got into, like, Luke Cage. But uh, generally, I felt like yeah. Luke Cage was an e- example because Mahershala Ali just killed it as the bad guy, and I loved it. But I felt like yeah. in some of the others, we were, you're right. You were just into faceless, kind of generic bad guys that our hero could just punch their way through. And you're just like, well, I've seen this a thousand times. Uh, and it's not interesting. Mm. It's not interesting. And I mean, like, okay, cool, fine. <sighs> like, let me just really, like, hone in on my point. Fine, if you want to do, if you want to do, like, faceless fighting stuff, then, like, look at something like The Raid. Cool, have a very simple premise. Mm-hmm. Have the guy go into the mm-hmm. building. Don't pretend you're doing something more complex. <laughs> don't pretend yeah. that you're yes. trying to, don't make it us. Yeah. Just, just do the simple thing. Yeah. Just pull a John Wick. Somebody yes. gives somebody a yes. puppy. Yeah. The person kills the puppy. I and now you. we want that person dead. Yeah. Simple. <laughs> simple. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. clean. It does the job. I agree. But now, when you're when you're deliberately removing story arcs mm. to to continue to create a faceless enemy, mm. that's just racism. It is. Mm. It is. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's just racism. It's not even sparkling racism. Nope. It's from. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> it's not even diet like, racism. Yeah. That's a. It's not. That's not racism light. That's a racism, racism heavy. zero. Racism light. It's, this is. Yeah, it's just this racism. Is, yeah. This is just. This is just yeah. racism. Um, and I it's I think to go back to the original thing, the original point as well about this gentleman's Mr. Loeb's um, uh, comments is just I can't I just cannot understand where the fear comes from, because you are already spending a huge amount of money with an established uh, uh, like um, product, that you know, that. Uh, like a certain amount of people are guaranteed to go and engage with this thing so what difference does it make do you know what i mean don't like and what annoys yeah. me is the, the way that he's phrased the comment is almost like no 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 like he, i can almost imagine how the conversation goes down where it's like no 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 i want to see asian stories but like the people don't no 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 no, no. you're lying you don't want to see it that's the issue yeah that like let's be yeah. frank that's the issue because actually we all want to see yeah. it and we've proved it with our box like with our money at the box office We've proved yeah. it time and time again. Mm-hmm. And we'll continue to prove it. Do you know what I mean? And actually what yeah. will happen is your you know, Daredevil will just descend into becoming a worse and worse show or it'll yeah. turn into like Iron Fist or whatever the hell that was. Oh but like, <laughs> I mean, we, that's a whole... Can we that's never like a whole discuss <laughs> I, that... That was maybe not the best I, show to bring Oh, man, out of this I one. remember Let's literally, say. I saw the thing came up and, like, normally, uh, as I was explaining to Jeremy last night, I go all in for, like, a bad something, like a bad TV show, bad film. I love watching them. It's great. 
But that, I was like, no, 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 no. That is, that's, that's already offensive. And I'm literally looking at the poster. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like, I mean, I think I sort of tried because I like to watch the, I like to watch train wrecks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, <laughs> that's sort of, we like know, train wrecks. I sort of tried just to understand what never to do mm. when you create your own things. And it. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. To add insult to injury, I'm very sorry, young man, but I don't know where you learned to act. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I oh. don't. Going after him. I don't know. Like, it's like, at least, oh. at least if you're going to deliver sparkling buses, <laughs> can you at least oh. find somebody who can act? Wow. Like, I feel bad like, for this. I don't. I've never seen the show. Like, I've read comics that have Iron Fist in them, but I've never seen guys, the show. You're like I've never in my life seen a more dead thing, a dead thing. Like, oh. and you're like, how did you get the job? How? Yeah. How? Yeah. Surely how you many didn't do people that in, were oh, seen? Surely man. you didn't do that in the audition. This, this is like. I'm feeling. This is like. This sounds like the. Uh, the Kanye West Sway interview with a how? How Sway? How Marvel? You ain't got the answers, bro. Because you sit there and you go, but okay, you like as an actor as well, I understand casting processes and things. I'm like, but I know at least five other lovely white boys. You can still be racist. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know, I, I know five other lovely white boys who are great actors. If you want to be racist, and you can, want... but at least be racist <laughs> good. Like, <laughs> at least at least good. Well. <laughs> like, <laughs> we want like we want three billboards racism like don't do it badly don't literally give us the poster child for white mediocrity like don't do it <laughs> it is oh it is, man it is just actively more it is just actively more offensive though because the thing is you've touched on a point there is when you go when you sit there and you go like at least if you're doing it you're like you're doing it so well you know, like this guy is so good that you can almost believe that they they looked at him and they went, do you know what? We want to cast someone else, but he's just so good. It's so still good. wrong. It's still wrong. Yeah, it's you know, still wrong. But we can almost believe it. But when it's bad and you're sat there going, like, there's so many of us that could have done a good job. <laughs> here's, here's my question. Here's it, my question it, for you guys. Uh, as somebody who is a fan, uh, or I guess I still am kind of a fan of Marvel Comics, but I very much was a fan of uh, Marvel Comics in my teen years. And like I said, I've read, I've never read an Iron Fist comic, but I've read comics in which Iron Fist appears. Uh, He's teamed up with Spider-Man before um, in like Maximum Carnage and stuff. And that's, the the character's name is Danny Rand, right? Am I mixing him up with somebody? He's Danny Rand. And he's, 
he's canonically mm. white. So uh, you're going to run into that problem pretty much uh, unless you, uh, if you're trying to do a faithful e- adaptation. Would you suggest then either retconning yes! the yeah. character to be yes! someone else? <laughs> yes! Okay, that's, immediately okay. retconning. Uh, my suggestion would just be well, yes. don't do I, Iron Fist. Yeah. Well, that would be my do, suggestion. Yeah. There's still Shang-Chi. Yeah. Shang-Chi exists. Yeah. Yeah. You can do Shang-Chi. Um, yeah, I mean, like, don't He's do Iron Fist or take the opportunity to actually just retcon the thing. It's fine. I, it's fine. Yeah, it's I, okay. I, I think I agree with you, Nazi, purely because I think we've alluded to this a few times on the show now when we're talking about reclaiming of something and actually if mm. this is about... You know, uh, uh, Marvel already kind of like we were, we were having a conversation earlier about them kind of profiting off of a different culture without any of their benefit going to that culture. Maybe mm-hmm. this is an opportunity for them to rectify that previous wrong um, and to 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 do like do mm-hmm. something positive and have exactly. uh, and and make him uh, an Asian character. Do you know what I mean? Like exactly. I, don't, I don't see where the 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 I don't see where the issue with that lies, except for in hardcore, like, mm-hmm. comic book fans who will... Yeah, in, uh, it'd be Iron Fist fans. It'd be the Iron but Fist they fans. Need to be chal- but they need to be challenged to be more open-minded. Simple. First of all, the, the, first of all, the greatest kung fu fighter in the world is a white dude. Mm, yeah. I mean, we and, know, we know like, it's okay. not. Right. <laughs> like we know it's not and I mean like and also and I mean like okay cool fine fair enough you can train your whole life and become the best whatever shade you are but like can we just acknowledge like a whole rich history and culture and just retcon it like just retcon mm-hmm. it that's growth no one is saying that like no one is saying that no one has ever made a mistake before it's fine but we learn from our mistakes and just make him Asian I think my suggestion I think my suggestion would instead of doing Iron sure. Fist do Shang-Chi and then if you're going to inv- if you're going to introduce Iron Fist uh now as I as I, in my understanding of those characters Iron Fist was usually the lead and yeah. Shang-Chi was kind of the sidekick yeah, sure. swap it mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. Danny Rand white but have him be a white sidekick to mm-hmm. the main character Shang-Chi because that way you still get you still because I I don't see the point of including the ca- I mean you can but it's it's uh, if you're gonna change the character mm-hmm. drastically, because I, as I understand, I haven't read a lot of the comics, but as I understand, the idea of him being kind of coming mm-hmm. into this culture from the outside was part okay, of the character. Sure. If you're going to, if you're going to do the character, you might as well just do the character rather than. Uh, if I could, like, if they had already done a version of Iron Fist on screen, then I'd be sure, like, yeah, let's do an Asian Iron Fist. But my yeah. thought is. My thought is, okay, well, if you have this version of the character, then let's mm-hmm. find a way to mitigate those issues. Mm-hmm. And um, either, if you're going to have him be the lead, either have the show be about him being completely in over his head and not realizing <laughs> what he's getting into and having to, like, constantly, like, ch- like uh, challenge his previously held biases and mm. understanding yeah. of the world and everything, or swap it and have Shang-Chi be the, have Shang-Chi be the lead and then have... Iron Fist essentially be the sidekick mm. or the friend, like the yeah. the what's his Foggy Nelson yes. is Daredevil's buddy. Uh, yeah, have it be like, like yeah, think, the sidekick. I think type. this is where the frustration for me as a long term nerd and fan of like Marvel and all these kinds of things comes from though is that we've now been talking about Daredevil for probably the total of fifteen minutes and we've already come up with several options which would be better than the final product that they arrived at, and we yes. are three people with sort of uh, minimal, well, I say minimal, minimal in comparison to the... Compared to Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb wrote yes. Hush, dude. It, that's Jeff what Loeb I mean. Jeff Loeb wrote Batman Hush. 
He wrote Spider-Man yeah. Blue. Like he's legit. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. And I, and, I, and I don't understand. I don't quite understand where uh, or how shows like that are still getting made when you have you. I mean, you do have a, a, a very diverse um, like crew, a very diverse uh, uh, like cast in front of you. Or potentially the op- the the issue maybe here lies is that maybe there's not the most diverse sort of behind the scenes executive producer level people you know maybe that's where the issue lies is that no one's actually having these thoughts yeah. no one's presenting them which again is something that drastically needs to change because mm. yeah it's got to change enough. at the top I'm bold. once it Absolutely. changes once it changes at the top you'll see the rest of it change yeah yeah because whenever people have like this this discussion about like oh diversity needs to be slow and measured we need to take our time i'm like no it's not actually not that complicated no, it's really not. all you need to do is <laughs> you need to inject diversity into boardrooms mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. watch and then just watch it all shift yeah, yeah. watch it trickle down because yeah, watch it. Like, uh, like it, it'll just it, it will have to shift because then there will be somebody in there um, championing d- championing these stories mm-hmm. and go. Well, I know at least five other people who could do the job, and they're people of color. There you go. Yeah, yeah. and I think the the question of like, oh, is it fair on like like I think we need to take fair out of this qu- equation because it's been so unfair for so long and so unfair yeah. to however many people of color up to this point who have not had the opportunity to be an exec or to be uh, a, you know whatever a producer. So I just think we. We need to take the question of fair out of it. Like, if you happen to let go of two executive producers or whatever who have been earning Lord only knows how much money over the last few years, I am sure they will be fine. You know, we're not talking about throwing someone out on the streets here, you know, losing their job or whatever. We're talking like, they'll probably be fine. They're probably going to finance their own productions and they're going to make lots of money and it's going to be fine. Yeah, the issue is that it's currently unfair. You're exactly. not. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's it's it is already unfair. In order yes. to make yeah. it fair, you're going to have to change the current system. Exactly. That's the yeah. only way to yeah. do it, and uh, that may end up being unfair to some other people. But but in the larger balance of things, you are changing the entire industry for the better. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. That's what I would say. Um. So. Moving uh, on, because we I was really um, interested and excited because I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, some a positive uh, thing that we uh, were discussing recently, which is uh, when you just get it really, really, really right. Um, and that is Watchmen, the TV show. We are all big fans of this show. Yeah! Oh. Yeah! <laughs> um, like... And it's... Uh, I mean, I someone else is gonna have to go first talking about the show uh, because otherwise I, mean, I can't just even. Like, <laughs> like just, I mean, I'm gonna just the edit alone. Like, mm. I, like I used to work as I used to work as in in post for a little while. The cut, yeah, the freaking cut. Just the, if they don't win best Emmy for best editor, I'm gonna be very confused. The cut alone. Mm. Let me not even get started on the performances, the script mm. writing, the development from the source material, mm-hmm. like the choices, the social commentary. Like, <laughs> it broke me. I'm sorry. Somebody else. Not <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. There you go. I'll, I'll jump in. Um, uh, Watchmen, I think, was my favorite book as a teenager uh, mm-hmm. and into my 20s for a little bit. I absolutely love that series. Uh, I, most of the other stuff DC has since published, like all the before Watchmen stuff, I've pretty much skipped that. Sure. Uh, I was not a huge fan of the 2009 movie. I liked it. I thought they'd gotten oh, certain a... parts of it. I thought that certain parts of it were very I well was... done, but overall I did not think it was a good adaptation of the story. Um, and mm-hmm. going in, I was extremely skeptical of this series 
going in. Uh, I saw the trailer and was like, okay. But then this dude on my Facebook page uh, just constantly... Uh, would post about it like every new episode he'd be like this is one of the greatest tv shows ever made and like everything and i was yeah. like okay all right it, it, yeah I'll let's give it a give shot, shot. because if this dude likes it this much it, it might be at least good yeah bro just, first episode first episode that. i was like oh wow boom oh wow this I'm is in. good oh, shit. and it's the, it, it adapts really it adapts not just the 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 story but it adapts the tone it feels to me like watching it, mm. it I watching it felt like reading the book uh and in terms of how mm. full the world felt and how complete and how much mm. everything made sense and how much they incorporated mm. from the original series and it wasn't just in fan servicey bits it was like no the events of that story have shaped where we are now uh and to yeah. the point where mm. you you'll be confused if you haven't read the original book because of how much of the current world is derived from the source material, and just oh, it's so executed so well, and just and and like how they took the source material and adapted it in in that way, so it was so truthful, but yet rung so unbelievably true to like now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like it, like I'd say it's probably become even more relevant in 2020 than it was in 2019. Yeah, absolutely, you know, like yeah. with everything that's happening, the Tulsa flashback episode, uh, which then feeds into the Hood of Justice, yo, is possibly yo, one yo, of the yo, best yo. single so episodes of television. And like this is something that I think you know we were keen to discuss on the show because it's. Uh, examining a period of history in such a way that it, I think it transcends whether you're like, this isn't like a, I think sometimes these kind of episodes can feel like, this is one for you guys. And it's it was not that. <laughs> this was just that, like, no. this was an unadulterated ride through something that was difficult to watch. It was difficult to be a part of, but you could not yeah. stop watching. Stop look. I oh. know. It, 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 it's literally one of the most brilliantly executed exa- like um, explorations of generational yeah. trauma that I yeah. have That's, ever seen yes. in my entire it's, life. It's like a full on metaphor. Like it's, it's a literalization of yeah. generational mm-hmm. trauma. Yeah. Like I was weeping, I was weeping through that whole thing. And it's one of those things where you, it's like when you're watching it, you're going, "Oh, yes, I know, I, I, I've experienced that. This is the, you know, this is what's happening right now." Um, yeah. So cool. And uh, fuck, it, it's, it's so it's good. So, about it's so so good. So yeah, if you haven't it. watched Watchmen, you need to go watch it. Mm. Uh, performances as well. Yeah. Uh, Regina King. Guys, Regina King killed she it. Is, guys. She, guys, uh, I'm sorry. Like, ugh. like actually, like everybody is. There's not there. a weak like, performance. Not a single person no. in that show did did like I was. I was like, yes, now these are actors. Congratulations. Mm. You see? <laughs> yes. This is what it looks like, yes. guys. I was I was saying to the guys earlier when we were discussing the possibility of talking about Watchmen in the show. I was saying one of my favorite parts uh, is, and this is what I think is so good about this show is that normally. Uh, kind of old rich white man is a story that I am just I'm done with. I don't need to see it. I'm it's fine. But Jeremy Irons, <laughs> Irons. chewing the scenery, Loved just it. turning up and doing He's his so bit good. was one of the best parts of that show. Like it was Shall incredible. I, he is just a G yeah, man. He is, he is such he a, is a G, boss. Yeah, for sure. Um, he is as yo. I mean everything. Wonkumundu, like every character was just amazing. And look, people care about Asian representation. Look at that whole fucking story arc. Mm-hmm. Like look at that. I mean, like and 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 the actress who played oh that part. Oh my god, she's just so incredible. Uh, Lady yeah. True. She's just the so incredible. Lady, Lady True. Lady yeah. True, yeah. 
I'm looking yeah. up the cast list now so I could hopefully give put give names oh. to all these people. Uh, yeah, because yo. But uh, okay, uh, this is an interesting one as well because I would almost argue as well that there was um that there was elements of stereotype explored within that show again and this is what we bring Watchmen up is it's about how you do this in a really sensitive way that makes sense that empowers your characters and not strips them down to the bare bones I think like Lady True's depiction in the show is Asian genius she walks you know she quite often like she's walking around like her like her guard like you know her sort of Japanese garden or you know yeah. so there's a very uh, yeah. Hong distinct Chow, style and look is the name of the actress Hong Chow Hong Chow amazing yeah, yeah her, Chow. oh god she kills it um but but at no point do you look at Lady True and just see a uh, a stereotypical Asian woman. You see yeah. an empowered, complicated character who has really dubious morals and yeah. you know Yo, whatever. And, like, you, and like so, you examine yeah. the character way before. Like it didn't even occur to me that it felt stereo. It, it, it could be perceived as stereotypical until yeah. way afterwards. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And by that point, I'm like, well, yeah. then. It, it was using a stereotype to service the she's, story. She's all, honestly not yeah. dissimilar to Ozymandias in the original series. Mm. The, like her characterization, yeah. her personality, yeah. and everything. Um, I also mm. want to shout out yeah. Tim Blake Nelson as Looking Glass. Bro. Ooh. Loved wow. Looking Glass. Yeah. Loved Looking Glass. Yeah, it was really, really powerful. And, um, and I think, Jeremy, you raised a really good point. And I'd love you, to, when we were talking about mm-hmm. it before, and I'd love you to share this with the audience. Uh, about using Rorschach as this sort of um, uh, proxy for yeah. white nationalism, uh, which is mm. utterly genius. But I'd love yeah. you to, to just to, to talk about what you how you felt about it. Okay, so yeah, I thought I I understood that a lot of the controversy from the show came from people, some people really hating how they uh, how Rorschach had essentially become a symbol for white nationalists. But I think that Mm. it's important to recognize that in the original series, Rorschach was essentially a fascist. Um, He he makes homophobic statements. He makes racist statements. The magazine Mm. he reads, The New Frontiersman, is a far-right newspaper that has full-on like racist cartoons in it and makes racist mm-hmm. statements like that is where his mm-hmm. politics lies he's he mm-hmm. he talks about i think he mentions that nixon is a great man or i forget who he mentions as a great man but like somebody oh no he mentions the comedian as a great man i think uh sure. and with, who, the comedian is also very uh like in the original series a vile figure in a lot of yeah, ways yeah really bad um mm-hmm. but it sh- rorschach is not meant to be someone that you think is a good person he's yes. he's mm. a smelly violent brutal uh myopic individual who really needs a lot of help that's basically mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. he's like uh he's like batman gone horribly wrong basically yeah who's just obsessed with yeah. a crusade of justice and i think it's very easy especially for a lot of the people who read this series, there a lot of them are teenage boys when they first read it to get mm-hmm. taken in by the coolness of this, you know, this really tough uh, streetwise renegade with like the cool voice and the cool outfit and the awesome mask, and mm-hmm. he can't be stopped, mm-hmm. and he won't, he won't, uh, he won't. Um, what's the word? He won't uh, turn away from his principles, uh, yes. like he's and all that stuff. No matter but how I, other people react to them, yeah, or, or it was whatever. the the yeah. line: yeah. "Never surrender." even in the face of armageddon that whole like it's mm-hmm. that's his whole thing but mm-hmm. alan moore was not intending for people to look at him and be like that's who i want to be 
He's a yeah. bad dude, yeah. and he absolutely yeah. is the kind of person that would serve as a as an inspiration to people with far right leanings. And I think that was yeah. such a genius move to make to to do to like to to showcase it in that way. Um, like even down to the fact they had like the church um, that yeah. they all like did their videos from. Um, yeah. Like I just thought, and I thought what was so amazing about that is it really hit Gonna the nail on the head. <laughs> when you're talking about um, like this idea of like heroism, which mm-hmm. is massive at the moment, which is where like you've got very polarizing characters like uh, the current uh, president of the United States, whose name <laughs> I shall not speak. Um, <laughs> We do but not how speak his name. we do not speak his name, um, just in case he like appears or something. He has one of his superpowers. Yeah, it's the last I, thing I, I need I right now. I don't, I don't want to deal with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he who shall not be named. Um, but uh, but but the you have Lord. a character. Yeah, but you have a character <laughs> very much like that. Uh, now who is tapping into the same sort of um, kind of teenage boy mentality. Do you know what I mean? That same sort of like, oh, he won't back down. He won't. Um, you know, and I think so. It was really, really interesting them actively choosing to make him a symbol of something, like a symbol mm-hmm. for what these people believed in, because that is what the kind of modern day version of like far out heroism is, is like having a character so outrageous and so outlandish. And, you know, we have a very similar thing in the UK with people like Tommy Robinson and uh, and like Nigel Farage. There's a very similar thing where like they're so crazy and so outlandish that people are like, yeah, they don't back down. And I respect that. And like and, mm-hmm. and 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 so it really held a, like a microscope i think up to that be- that kind of behavior which i thought was like a, mm. a, yeah a, a, just just in, just oh, ingenious to be honest that just that's that just is. reminded me that just reminded me of this really good video that i saw um it's by kyle caldren kyle caldren on youtube uh brows mm-hmm. held high um he he basically he looks at how in night after the rise of the Third Reich and Hitler, uh, a lot of people were wondering how on earth did we end up here? How did these mm. guys get in power? And uh, there's a school of philosophers I cannot remember. They're really really famous, um, and they uh, they uh, maybe the Hamburg School I can't remember. But they they basically looked at the popular culture in uh, uh, Weimar Mm. Germany leading up to the rise of the Nazis Mm -hmm. and looked at how uh, a lot of these, there was like a running theme in the art of the time uh, involving Mm -hmm. like the, this secret menace that's like hiding among us and, and it's, it must be stopped and taken out. uh, And we need like a strong leader to, uh, to break, to get rid of this evil force that's hiding in the shadows. And uh, and uh, what's interesting is that the people who created those works, a lot of those films, were not themselves fascists. But the, those films seemed to reflect... Uh, yeah, well, they seemed to reflect an attitude, perhaps, at the time. And then he extrapolates that. This came out in 2016. To showing a series of... It was like, what we want is somebody who's strong and powerful and won't back down uh, from all of these, like, namby-pamby, pansy liberals. And he's showing, like, clips from Breaking Bad uh, and from... He's showing, like, the upper class that you see in The Hunger Games and how ridiculously they're depicted uh, and how... 
like how you see, I mean, with the age of um, golden age of television, what you saw was the the coming of the strong white anti-hero, the strong white male anti-hero. And you yes. see people like Tony Soprano yes. and Don Draper and um, uh, Kevin Spacey's character in House of Cards and Walter White and yes. a lot of those characters. Wow. I mean, even prior to that, you see Tyler Durden. As an example, as well, a mm-hmm. lot of these characters—that's a really interesting—yeah, held yeah. up by mm-hmm. their creators as being bad people. But be, but the the fact that we see these kinds of people, and the, the fact that the audience often receives them differently than how they're depicted in the shows or how they're meant to be received, uh, could be an indication of how mm-hmm. people's attitudes were leading into the yeah. 2016 presidential election in America. I I think that's absolutely great true, video. I think that the 2000. 2000- because I think the 2016 presidential uh, campaign was probably started out as a joke. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think a lot, like, there's probably a lot of people that were like, yeah, this would be good for, like, his just overall uh, kind of look and image and, you know, we'll say all this crazy stuff. And then it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. there's a lot of people Same that were like, Brexit. oh. <laughs> we've actually got to run we've got to run the country the now same thing with yeah exactly it was yeah. just a, it was just yeah. a way of nigel farage getting a platform on you know on you know and thinking ah, this, this won't work but i'll i'll rouse up a few people and some people will get angry and and then it worked and we were left yeah. ho- holding is, a you know and he immediately quit. this is the darkest timeline <laughs> yes yeah he literally, this is literally yeah this is literally the darkest mm, timeline. it is another community reference. i i i wish i could Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I wish I could jump to another timeline. Yeah, I really do because this is madness. This, I don't. This get is it. madness. The 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 only this we the the good. This is the good. The goodness of this timeline is uh, this show yeah. for me. This is the goodness. Also, any of you community fans, yeah. there's a, an actual podcast called The Darkest Timeline, run by Ken Jong and Joel McHale, who played uh, Senor Chang yeah. and Jeff Winger. Uh, respectively, very oh, good, uh, very good podcast. They've interviewed almost every single Whoa. cast member of Community at various times. Uh, they did a they got they did a cast reading as a charity for uh, they they reread uh, Cooperative Polygraphy, the episode basically Pierce's oh. funeral episode. Uh, they had um um oh what's his name Pedro Pascal come in and play the Walton Goggins Ooh. character. Uh, it's really good. It's a really good podcast. Uh, awesome. They yeah, oh worth God. checking out. Awesome. Anyone who. That's really cool. Uh, we'll definitely, I'm definitely going to yeah. check that out. Actually, Ken Jong um, apologized yeah. on that podcast uh, for the blackface. Interestingly enough, huh. yeah. I don't think they, I haven't listened to the most recent episodes, so I don't know if they've really gone in depth acknowledging it, but they, but Ken Jong apologized at the beginning of one of the recent episodes about it. That's really interesting. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to get Ken Jong on the. Uh... Oh, that would be <laughs> <laughs> thing is though this is the this is the crazy thing about this show is that i feel like every week i throw out something ridiculous and then the next week i'm like oh well, actually that might happen <laughs> like, the reaction to this has been incredible yeah. um yeah, it's been great but that was another fun uh fun episode guys mm-hmm. um so yeah. the the morals here are we want asian stories we want uh, uh black stories we want all the stories mm-hmm. uh all and stories go watch time. watchmen simple yeah. as that Just and go, if you do not, if you do check out the film. darkest timeline uh in particular the keith david and daniel day kim episodes deal with some of the topics that we're talking about keith david deals with racism in the industry against black people uh and daniel day kim deals with his experiences as an asian american American in the in the industry amazing so yeah yeah and then so if awesome. you do go and watch that podcast spam 
every comment section, every <laughs> review section, just saying you need to go on three back halflings. Uh, just that's that's all we need you to do. Yeah, is just spam it because we're adorable. Because yeah. we're adorable, and we want to do we want to do podcasts with uh, Ken Young, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bill Cosby, just <laughs> we're looking to do the, the podcast. <laughs> we're looking to do yeah. the podcast. Uh, amazing. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening to another episode of Three Black Halflings. We've hoped you've enjoyed it. And we will see you next week, halflings. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.